Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 113. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra from beautiful Savage, Minnesota. I am alive here talking video games with my friend, the Canardian, Mr. <laughs> FF, Mark Carabin. We should really talk about the, like, what we talked about. FF, come Mark, come on. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, you got it? it took me a second and then I, 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 I can literally see his brain buffering. And, uh, yeah, yeah. St- Stella and Henry aren't going to hear what that one stands for. So I will say, how you doing, Todd? It's my new loving term to Mark. <laughs> my little FF. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Friend force. Uh, very good. Well, let's see. It's been two weeks since we recorded, so it always feels so fresh and new whenever we, we join forces together to talk about video games. So we're going to have a lot of fun things to talk about this episode. But we're very excited because we've got a new guest on the co-op couch. And that is someone who I've podcasted with once before, but she is part of a network that is very near and dear to our hearts. That's the Bosch Rush Media Games many different titles under that umbrella of content that they make. And that is Stephanie Klimov, a.k.a. J.E. Klimov. She's author and senior writer for Bosch Rush Games Network. So thank you, Stephanie. Quite Thanks for joining. Introduction. Happy to be here. I am also very excited to talk video games. I just spent a couple hours with my partner, and he lovingly said, I don't give a fuck about video games. I'm like, I love you too, honey. I'm going to go talk about video games with some friends. He, and he wasn't Whoa, trying to be. That's like a dad. Yeah, like he heart. wasn't trying to be mean on purpose. Uh, yeah. It it's long story short. His son is having a birthday soon, and I'm gifting the son my old Nintendo Switch because the dad doesn't want to buy a new one. You know, whatever. So that means I could get the Zelda OLED. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point, right? So I get that. My son gets my OLED. I sell my Switch. But that's when he, I was trying to like show him, like, this is what you're going to do with the Switch to show your son. He goes, I don't care about video games. I don't give a fuck about video games. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Lame. Ugh, yep, but anyway. Yeah. The the moral oh. the, the moral of the story is you just got exactly. a new Zelda Switch. Exactly. The real point. Which is awesome. But anyway. I am happy to be here, and I love talking about great games. Well, very good. But before we all get into everything there, Stephanie, uh, we've we've talked about Boss Rush before. Uh, We love your team, all of the great people that are part of it. But you're an author. So give us a little bit about your what you oh, do as an gracious. author. Yeah, um, that thing. I always loved the arts growing up, even though I was a science nerd as well. And believe it or not, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time was the instigator of me writing my first novel. Uh, I had trouble focusing in school, so I would literally be oh. writing on my fan fiction of Ocarina of Time while I'm taking notes in school. But hey, I made it work, right? So it was supposed to be just fan fiction, you know, back in the whole MySpace days where you just like type stuff and you're writing fan fiction on a website that no, no one's ever going to see. Years go by, I get my professional job in pharmacy that I hate, and then I get married, have kids, whatever, or, or a kid. And then I was kind of feeling unfulfilled, right? I'm now in a quote unquote stable adult life, quotes a lot. Um I decided, you know what, I'm going to write that book. So in 2017, I made a New Year's resolution. I was going to publish a book, picked up my old manuscript that I happened to save of that fan fiction, and just rehashed it into my own 
novel, my own universe, my own characters. But it's definitely got a Zelda fantasy type vibe um, submitted to a lot of publishers. Uh, as anyone knows in that industry, it's pretty ruthless. So getting a lot of rejections is pretty normal. I mentally prepared myself, but I did get uh, a five book deal with a uh, local indie publisher. So, you know, nothing crazy. Like I'm not on New York bestseller or whatever, but I still had the honor. Of- yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, I, you know, I, I have the opportunity still, right? So I'm still, you know, very blessed. So that ended up being a trilogy. Uh, My fourth novel just got published this past year. And I am now in the editing process of my fifth and final novel with this publisher, which is science fiction. That's fantastic. What is the name of the series? It's called The Aeonians. And I love a play of words from Greek or Latin or other language derivatives. So Aeonian is actually a Greek derivative from uh, the concept of time or being timeless. So the whole concept of the game is the return of a villain that's been stuck in like a, a prison where time does not pass. So you can kind of see like, oh, that's just Ganondorf that was sealed in the sacred realm. Uh, it, it's a lot, It's I still made it very different, but I just wanted to show that little similarity there where I got that inspo. I'm getting some like flashbacks of my friend Alex, who sometimes listens to the show, writing a comic about the, the sell me something with Sea Guy from Ocarina oh, of Time. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to, I got to talk to Alex about that and see if he remembers or if I'm just making something. Yeah. Cause there could be something there. We gotta, we gotta start making a comic Dude, or graphic graphic novel. novels were my first love. Oh crap. Just dig it. Like that's dig, digging up that, that transcript and making it like a yeah. thing. That's well, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of hard work. Uh, the editing process is just cruel and horrible, but uh, I was passionate to tell a story. And as you could see from like games that I play, I am I am gravitate more towards story heavy games for that reason. So, but thank you for letting me talk about it. it it's been kind of in the back seat for a while because of other things, but you know, bring characters to life. Well, I, I tell you this: my wife is a, a child's author. She 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 has a regular job, but she also is awesome. a published author for children's books. I was actually helping educators and authors get together because my wife has done school visits and and it's kind of a cool thing. So I love authors. I love writers. Uh, They're awesome people. So, uh, you know, do your thing. And remember, Twilight was fan fiction from Fifty Shades of Grey. So you know what? Anything's possible. That's true. That's what I tell myself. Isn't that reversed? Oh, no, I thought that was what it was. It wasn't it Fifty Shades of Grey. She did fan fiction to, no, and made Twi- Twilight. Twilight came first, or was it? Or are Twilight you, came first, right? and then someone wrote fan yeah. fiction ah. about it, and and, and then I was told that Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey really that? wasn't that great, and I refused to pick it up because it was the popular thing. But I was stuck at an airport, bought it, and I was like, mm-hmm. if she can be famous, I can be famous too. Yeah. yeah. Bingo, bingo. Yeah, it's it's not good, exactly. but it's very popular, and that's okay. So, hey, Makes earn sense. money. Why not? 
Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, awesome. Thank you for being on with us, Stephanie. This is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, at the end of the show, give all of your details so people can buy your stuff because that's really important to support the creators that are out there. So with that, though, we're going to get into the people that support us and that are our Patreons, our Secret Friends Squad. We've got Best Bud, Jamie Prinky, BFFs, Sean, Stella, Henry Nias. Henry, hopefully you got your earmuffs on because... Apparently, Stephanie's breaking the seal, and uh, we're going to be on our best behavior. Maybe not, but okay. You've been warned. <laughs> Missy Merchant and Andy Milliken, all these awesome people are fantastic. But we got a new Patreon, and it's a little incestuous, but we appreciate him, and that is Corey. Corey Derek Hudson. He was. We were just on his podcast, and he was so kind. He's always been kind to us, and he's now supporting our show. Spotlight? Um, was it? The spotlight, nice. Yeah, yes, it yeah, was. We did the first spotlight. He had the three knuckleheads on the show: myself, Mark, and Charlie. And it was a train wreck on two, my my part. I was the train wreck. Two knuckleheads and one knucklehead. Mm. You got to get that right. You oh, get the okay, Canadian there you go. Of it. Yeah, absolutely. So you know what, though, I think it's appropriate, Mark. We don't always do this for uh, certain certain folks in the Patreon, but we'll do it for Corey because he is a good friend. We're gonna give him a video uh. game power up as part of being in oh, okay. a Patreon. So everybody sure. has to sign a power-up. Now, you can either be generous and make an awesome power-up, or you can be kind of cruel and give them the lamest power-up in the world. It's up to you. So with that, um, and we don't want to put no, Stuffy on don't. the spot. We'll start with Mark. Starting with me. Okay, uh, this is a surprise. I am going to go with... Oh, shoot. Um... Well, while he's thinking, so can you explain oh, the? Is it just any yeah. like video game power up? And we're like, we're gonna think about like Fire Flower with Mario, maybe so, uh, Tanuki so Suit. Um, it's not something you keep forever. Could be that cool sword you get from Zelda in in Breath of the Wild that you end up breaking. You know, you know, three hits later. Uh, it's your it's your choice. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I, I know what I'm going to give. Okay, so Mark can keep thinking. I'm going to, and okay. well, yeah, I mean, ahead. it's kind of cliche because I love Zelda, but I'm going to give Corey a stamina elixir from the Breath of the Wild because that guy does way too much and he doesn't listen to my advice about not getting rest and burning out. So I'm going to give him a stamina elixir because he's a, he's a beast. He works hard. Ooh, that's so kind. I thought you were going to give him like the, the heavy <laughs> boots so he can like, you know, gravity doesn't get pushed down a well or something like that. I was so I, I was tossing back and forth and I was thinking of like the ocarina so he could kind of go back in time and have a little bit more time to do all the stuff. But I'm going to I'm going to change it up and not do that one, even though that'd be great. But I'll, I'll change it up for a different game and I'm going to give him um, Sonic life power which is as long as he has a pocket full of rings he's okay as long as he has one ring uh he's he's still okay so you know he can get hit and and knocked down and whatever and he just has to grab one of those rings before they all disappear and and he'll be all right so you think like washers uh, like washer like go to the hardware store get a bunch of washers yes. put them in your pocket yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of rings they are. That's uh, he, he'll be all right, and he can collect more as he goes. They don't all have to be the same, you know. If you just, I was like, oh, there's a ring on the floor. You might want to disclose that if he's traveling through like and, airports uh, and stuff, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has to keep one. He'll, you know, like yeah. have one on his finger or something so he doesn't perish. But yeah, he'll he'll be okay. Um, 
So I think that's it. Cause you know, like, like you said, he's, he's, he's always on the go. He's always doing something. And, and if he gets kind of a little bit winded, he can just grab some more rings and be like, okay, all right. I'm, all, I'm feeling good. Nice. Okay. This is going to be a blessing, maybe a curse. I don't know. Um, I just, and I'll be talking about this game a little bit, but I play Blinks the Time Cat. So Corey's going to get like five seconds instant rewind. Mm. And five seconds isn't a lot, but maybe it's enough. I don't know. But you know what? In our lives, we could probably all probably use a five second rewind because of something you're going to say, something you tweet, something you email, uh, you know, breaking in a car, whatever it is. I So I think five second rewind could be highly appropriate. It could be like even the, you know, in those games where you get to rewind, I don't know, what is it? The oh, NES yeah. uh, systems where they added in like kind of that rewind where you could go back. I think that's an appropriate for Corey because I've got to imagine there's been many times where he could have, wish he had those five seconds back. Who hasn't really? I mean, and, and a lot of time, like it's an instant regret that you want to rewind. It's not like something like, oh, shoot, I wish I could rewind 24 hours. I mean, sometimes, but like usually it's like, oh, that was an instant mistake. So like, that, I think that's a good one. A lot can go yeah, wrong. You, you often catch it coming out of your mouth at the time. Exactly. In five seconds. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, somebody was mentioning they were, at the, they were, they were on an airplane and uh, they were going to use the bathroom and some, they went to open the bathroom door. Someone <gasps> forgot to lock it. That's something that's a five second rewind you'd want back as you're sitting there, yep. not aware that you forgot to lock hey, the bathroom. I know this is, I don't want to derail the conversation, but don't the lights in the bathroom of an airplane light up when you lock it? I heard this on a radio station. I'm, the I'm host was saying, talking like, about it. So apparently, maybe. Wouldn't that would tell you if you're going into the, the bathroom on an airplane and you close the door I don't and think it's so. dark? Hmm. Hey, I gotta lock the door and light will come on. Sorry, I'm just all right. We're gonna leave that. We're gonna leave that there. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm uber paranoid. I am like, can I lock extra <laughs> yeah. things when I go in the bathroom? That's what I do. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was like detaching the yeah. sink hey, and pushing it up. There's some the things door. that like just cannot be unseen. So it's all about prevention, folks. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are like a foot away from a person in an airplane bathroom, anyways. So it's just, yeah, that's too close. Too close. Yeah. Oh, well. We're going to transition to something less uncomfortable. Corey, enjoy your power-ups. Hopefully you enjoyed those. I think most of those were blessings rather than curses. But we're going to get into one of our favorite parts of the show, at least mine and Mark hates it half the time. But that is buy, rent, and I love this idea. Um, So it's Mary Boff Kill, whatever you want to call it. It's, It's in that thing. But we're talking about the old world of video games. Where you go to Blockbuster and you wanted like, uh, there, you know, you had to choose what games were available. Sometimes there were horrible selections. Like, you know, you got like, what was it? Um, uh, you know, something on the N64 that was like, nobody wanted this game, but it's there. Or you got one of those bad PlayStation 1 games. That's where you went. With Blockbuster, uh, mistakes yeah. were made often, many times. So with this this version of the show, and a part of our theme is sequels, because we've got a lot of sequels coming out, which is really cool. Um, so I'm going to make you choose within sequels of Super Mario Brothers 2. Think of like, you know, the original one, which was really awesome, iconic. And then you got the second one, which was Doki Doki Panic re- remap to look like Mario. Street Fighter 2, because you know what? Does anybody remember Street Fighter 1? Mm. Nobody does. Nobody does. Uh, and then Batman Arkham City. Uh, coming off of the high of Batman 
Arkham Asylum. So those are the three games you have to choose to buy, rent, and return. Um, so with that, who would like to go first? I think oh, our guest can go you. first. Am I allowed to tell a quick story? I'm sorry, I'm not trying to derail this too much. But just because you mentioned the blockbuster experience and mistakes were made, uh, I was a, a kid during that time, and 64, I loved Rampage. My parents would never buy me Rampage, so I would just continuously re-rent Rampage. I couldn't go to the store for whatever reason, so my dad said he'd just like go to Blockbuster on his way home. So I said, Dad, it's called Rampage, but if you forget, it's the one with the dinosaur, like, I just, you know, dinosaurs smashing buildings. Like, I, I described it like, he brought home Turok. <laughs> I mean, not that. Well, I, that's you? the thing. I'm pretty sure I was like 10. <laughs> so it wasn't the right age for me to enjoy mm. Turok, and I was terrified. I was petrified. Um, anyway, yeah. so that's my story. So this was a great list um, to make a decision on. So for me, I will rent Batman Arkham City because I've actually not played it before. Um, and I do like that genre of game so i feel like you know what willing to give it a shot mm -hmm. i'll probably enjoy it but i don't want to make this mistake of owning it forever um i will get ready for this uh return super mario brothers 2 and buy street fighter 2 my take is i love super mario brothers 3 not 2 I don't hate to. I'm just saying, like, hey, if I get to get a choice, and Street Fighter 2 is my personal favorite Street Fighter, so I just, I'd love to have that forever and ever. And I do. <laughs> so, okay, how'd I do? <laughs> it was so, so silent. Well, good for this because, yeah, good. yeah, solid. No, 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 because I think about that Mario Brothers 3 and World are some people's yeah. favorite Mario Brothers of that era. So it makes total sense. It's like, what would you pick? So um, I know Mario Brothers 2 is a uh, it's it's a controversial Mario Brothers. And it's funny because a good friend of our, our ours, Bobby Paul's, uh, you know, Super Mario Brothers 2, he loved it. And that's what we had in common. So uh, it's a rarity. I don't think many people enjoyed that game, but I definitely did. Thank but you. good choices. That's the thing about the video game discussion, mm -hmm. right? Like, people can like one game and not like the other and have a completely different experience between someone else. I think anyone who puts people down for for them not liking a game that you like is plain silly. So, mm -hmm. unless it's Bubsy mm -hmm. 3D. <laughs> I'm glad you added that 3D clarification because the original Bubsy was terrible but fantastic. But 3D is not very good. And by the way, watch the cartoon. There's a there's one episode of a pilot of Bubsy, the cartoon. It's horrendous. It's really, oh, really I'm going to check, check oh, that wow. out. Um, oh, it's bad. It's bad. Your <laughs> kids will love it. Oh, no, they won't. It's, it's bad. Uh, Mark, what are your choices? Yeah. Uh, I am going with... Actually, mine kind of follow. So I'm going to steal from the comments that we had, but uh, that, that'll be, or no, they'll steal from me because you're going to read them after me. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to buy Batman Arkham City because I think it's one of the most important and influential superhero video games. I think without Arkham City, we wouldn't have Spider-Man, not at least the way it is. Uh, and it, it kind of perfected that Batman kind of style and, and everything else 
that that kind of came after it and and inspired a whole lot of games. So Arkham City is just amazing. Uh, so I'm going to buy that one. I'm going to rent. This hurts because it's I like both of these games, but I'm going to rent. Okay, actually, first off, I need clarification, Todd. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Two. There are eight billion. No, no, no. Of you are getting II. the. You're getting the, the fresh off the presses original Street Fighter Two in arcades. Oh. No special editions. So if I return this, I can still play like Street Fighter Two Turbo. Absolutely. Oh, easy. <laughs> See, you have to ask these probing <laughs> questions. If you didn't, Mark, you'd think, well, I'm not, am I getting rid of hyper fighting, you know, championship edition? That's what I'm getting at. There's you know, like 80, there, the I 85th can... edition. <laughs> That's great. On, the, on this thing, I have 16 versions of. Uh, oh, of God, there's so many. Too. Yeah. So. So that's my return because there's so many other versions. The original was great, but there's so many other that that added things and, and kind of perfected it. So, I, yeah, Street Fighter 2 is an easy return because there's so many other versions, whereas super Mario brothers two is going to be my actual rental because it wasn't as good as super Mario brothers one, three or world, but it's still a great game. Nice. To me. Wow. Wow. See, there's a, there's a cheat mode. You can put a cheat code in this game. And sometimes if you ask those questions, you might find a way through it to make, gives your conscience, you know, a clear release. You just made me flip my answers. I had Street Fighter 2 as my, my as my rent because there's so many versions and I love that game in in various different iterations. But if you're just canceling out one version, that's okay. Mark, I'm not cruel. Now, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's the Arkham City Collector's Edition. No, I don't buy that because it's just a DLC. Nope, you don't get that. Same thing with yeah. like, uh, which version Super Mario Brothers 2 is? It? Is the one that Japan launched or? No, no. but Street Fighter 2, mm-hmm. A long line of iterations, and they've only made 85 versions of Street Fighter games. That's okay. That's um, yeah. So we did have some of uh, the folks from our Discord group give us their two cents. The winner gamer, uh, Brendan, thank you. Uh, he said, buy Arkham City, just a great game to replay with all the challenges. Rent Street Fighter 2 for a good weekend of fighting and return Super Mario Brothers 2 for its it's my least favorite of the oh. series. Boo. Sorry, was that crude and rude? No, so well, said, no, don't hate. It's not Bre- hate. Brendan just said, "Being silly." Well, you know what? He he can take some hate because he just tweeted out, "I hate the Canardi, and he is a jerk and smells like old farts," which I think is a little rude, <laughs> accurate but rude. Um, what did you do? I don't know. <laughs> I'm waiting. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, allow me the allow me the chance to buy you Star Wars stuff in the Epic Store. What epic? What? Like the Fortnite store? I bought all the stuff. <laughs> There's very little for. Oh, if he wants to so give he's me very something. jealous of you. Oh, oh, to gift you? To buy me Star Wars stuff? I think. I wish is, I had a friend that would want to buy Is what he said. I didn't know he wanted to buy me. I was going to say, stuff. I I want people to buy me stuff. I don't. I don't know. A series answering uh-huh. something? I don't know what's going on anymore. We've broken the podcast because Brendan is like turning things upside down. He's he's calling you out for not letting you accept gifts, I guess. That's I don't understand. Spirit. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Well, it was kind of weird because as soon as I boo him, this all happened. So it's like the monkey's paw. Sorry, I derailed the podcast. So, uh, Mark, don't look on Twitter. <laughs> oh, it just well. pops up on my screens. Well, you know. 
Thank you, Brendan. You can rebut after the show. Well, we appreciate your uh, your your involvement. So thank you for that. And yes, continue to call out Mark for being a butthead fart man. Yeah, he's yeah. already an FF, and that's that's almost good enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we got Schloss Ritter. Thank you, Schloss, for being a Patreon and being part of our Discord group. He says, "Buy Arkham since I haven't played it, but yet, but want to." Okay. Once again. People are not playing these Arkham games. They're the best. They're so fantastic. They're Metroidvanias with Batman. What could be better? And they have the best combat in the game. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely so good. Uh, and he says, rent Super Street Fighter 2. So he went with, like, a version of Street Fighter. Uh, the version with the four new fighters, DJ, Cammy, T-Hawk, Fei Long, Bruce Lee lookalike. And he says, return Super Mario Brothers 2. Though I like the game, I've already beaten as many times as I ever want to. Would like if they ever made a new game set in that world, though. Mm. Yeah. that's a good point uh, Mario Maker really should have uh, had all of those different power-ups and mechanics right of Super Mario Brothers 2 but you know what Nintendo's leaving money on the table I would love to see the naming convention that Nintendo like new Super Mario Brothers 2 2 I think is what two, they two. call it yeah yeah 2-2 world 2-2 yeah. maybe yeah exactly ah well thank you folks uh, now for mine um this is going to be a hard one because I like all these games. Um, but I'm going to say I'm going to buy Super Mario Brothers 2, mainly because it's a place in my heart, because I remember playing that game. I, I liked Super Mario Brothers, the original. I thought it was fine. But Super Mario Brothers 2 was the first one to iterate on the series. Like, I'm picking up things, throwing them. It was so cool that they decided to, just with the second game, we're changing things up completely. And you did not get with that with video games at the time. It was always like, oh, it's more levels. It's more of the same. And I was so glad they did this. It made it really cool. And they made a lot of iconic characters. It was a dream world. Um, you know, uh, I really liked that series. I thought it was really cool. Really enjoyed it. Even changed the art style, the music. I can still hear it in my head, the different doors and the different mechanics. I thought that was such a cool thing that they actually changed up the series, which I thought was amazing. Whereas three and world, I felt like they felt almost like the same games and they were iterating off of two. So for me, I felt like you had to get to two before you could get three and world. So um, I, that's my position, but I'm wrong, but I know I am, but that's okay. Um, then I'm going to say, um, I'm going to rent Batman Arkham city because it is, I would say it's not as good of a game and Metroid, uh, game as Arkham Asylum. It was a bigger world. It iterated. It does what you want a sequel to do. And I love the game, but Arkham Asylum for me is like world-class city expanded the world. I mean, more to explore the traversal around the city was awesome. So, but so once again, it's going to be a rent. I want to play that. want to beat that. Probably not going to come back to it many, many times. Like I haven't. Um, and then street fighter two, to your point, Mark, I'm returning it because I'm going to wait until, uh, hyper fighting edition is coming out and I'm going to get that. Why not? There's always a new version of street fighter. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't always go back to fighter games, but there's a game you bring back every once in a while to play with friends. So that's where I would land with Street Fighter 2 because, you know, it's, it's like I said, nobody remembers Street Fighter 1, but Street Fighter 2 is mm -hmm. iconic. But the other versions made the game so much better. Absolutely. After all this talk about the different editions all of Street right. Fighter 2, I'm like, damn it, I don't know why I didn't have the wherewithal to ask these questions. But I, I will stick with my answers. I will not. No take backs. <laughs> it's Okay. See, this this is what happens when you've been podcasting with Todd for a long time, though. Like, you start to 
catch on to his mm. little games that okay. he plays with you to make you think that he's eliminating the series or the the grouping of Street Fighter 2 games where he's just being a sneaky little mm. minx and eliminating just one. All right, I'm on so, to you. Okay. Next time you'll be aware, you'll you'll just you'll, you'll, you'll you catch on to his games. Yeah, absolutely. Mark didn't hate this one, so I feel like I get a, a power up out of that uh, because normally he's like, "What are you doing to me, Todd?" Yeah, that's a good. Well, very good. Well, we're going to get into what we've been playing now. So this is a video game podcast. We actually play games. So now we're going to talk about that. So Stephanie, kick us off. Uh, This is a really great time because I'm in between two massive video games for me. I finished Resident Evil 4 Remake and I'm in that lull before Tears of the Kingdom. So I'm kind of like, holy crap, what do I do? Because there's a lot of great games that are coming out in between, but I don't want to start a big game before Tears of the Kingdom. I just can't. So I've been playing a bunch of like smaller things oh i forgot to put so uh roots of pacha it's an indie game that was at pax i mean it debuted at a indie world showcase either last year or the year before it's a farming sim i'm not usually a farming sim person um i love the heck out of harvest moon 64 but just harvest moon 64 i don't know i didn't get into anything after that um and I don't know, but I just, I want to support indie games. I like the premise of it taking place in the Stone Age. So I decided to give it a shot. Um, I played a few hours of it already. It's fun. It's endearing. Um, they, they twist the mechanics around just enough to make it different, so to speak, uh, because because it's in the Stone Age, you create or come up with ideas with your, your community to further improve livelihood, like improving on tools and coming up with the concept of lighting and laundry, like stuff that you'd probably take for granted in a regular sim that you don't think about. You know, like I said, and it's just great relaxing music. And most of all, it is a nice palate cleanser where I can pick it up, play a day, put it down, right? Like it's one of those easy pick up and go. Same thing with another one. I didn't put this down mm-hmm. the dock. I'm sorry. I played Coffee Talk 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. Excellent game. So do you say we're going we're gonna to have coffee, coffee and we're going to talk? Yep. Coffee talk. Yeah, exactly. See, it. there you go. You get it. Great game. Love, love, love their game. Great story. Great music. Strayed Lights I also played. They were also at PAX. As you can tell, I'm on a bit of a post-PAX indie game uh, streak. Oh. It has... So did you, yes, you, did. Went, you went to PAX? So there's how many different PAXs now? There's PAX, PAX East, PAX West. Uh, PAX I don't think South? there's a PAX South. East, West, and there's oh, like okay. an unplugged. Is there not? Like okay. A tabletop only or something. Okay, because there's the, the the prime one awesome. is in what? Uh, oh, yes, Washington Seattle. State? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's fantastic. I got to connect with a lot of people. And so uh, Ember's Studios just released Strayed Lights. It's kind of got a little bit of roguelike elements. You are a light that can turn between orange or blue. And the fighting mechanics is all parry based. So when the enemy turns blue and about to strike you, you must also be blue and parry their attack. So you must match their colors, parry them, and that's how you uh, take them down. Um, And these are all people that are beings, I guess, that suffer from an imbalance, a life imbalance, or just some sort of existential crisis, and you're releasing them from this kind of abstract 
state. So it's a very abstract game. There's no voice, no text, nothing. Uh, but it, it's beautiful. Uh, and it's got a, yeah. It looks really nice. Yeah, it looks really, yeah, nice. looks really cool. How much roguelike is there? Because I always, the, the scale of yeah. rogue, because Mark is going to talk about a game that has sort of like uh, souls-like elements. Mm. Uh, is this like you lose everything, you don't make progress, it's everything's a run, or is it like a hybrid where you get to yeah, keep certain things? Yeah, it's definitely more of a hybrid. So I would say on this spectrum, it's just very light, like light, light version. And forgive me, is this more of a Souls reference or a Rogue reference where, what, what's it, for the parry system, like fighting based off of parrying, is that more with a Souls game? It says more of a Souls, like because it's parry and dodge and roll and combat is, like being good at combat okay. matters versus like a uh, Rogue, which there are sometimes difficulties a part of it, but I would say that's more of a souls part where it's like difficulty makes it very much like um, you have to keep redoing things and you learn to get better. Um, Do you feel that's more of it? Um, Because it sounds like there is some of those elements of like, you have to match the right color to be successful. So maybe if if that's the case, it would be a little bit more on the souls end based on the very intricacies of the, the combat mechanics. Roguelite, very light in a sense that you just start a bit back. You don't really lose too much. So I guess that's, bit on the lighter side yeah so although i got a little bit of anxiety of not having a map at all in strayed lights like i really did not like that i never truly got lost or it didn't take me very long to reorient myself so ultimately i i was fine uh for an indie game with a team of just eight i believe it was just a team of eight that made this game wow. it, it's well done I, I did like it and then last but not least yeah i'm just been cramming a bunch of like I don't want to call them smaller games, but they are shorter, right? Uh, Cadence of Hyrule, because right now Nintendo is offering a kind of like a free game trial for a week. Because I love all Mm -hmm. things Zelda, but I've never played it because I suck at rhythm games. Like, I suck hard at these. And guess what? I still am, even if it is Zelda. So I'm like, why am I dying? But I'm, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to try it. I'll still probably give it a go, but now it's just been confirmed that it could be my most favorite franchise and I'll still be terrible. <laughs> so what's the what's the game? So this is a cool instance of like Nintendo taking a chance and doing something different with their franchise with an indie developer. It uh where basically it took, hey, take Zelda, take a franchise and put an element that you're familiar with and make a cool game out of it. Take our music, take our assets make a cool game. And that's what Cadence of Hyrule is. It is essentially uh, you're making moves to the music. And that's what I was doing. If you watch the video, I was kind of doing a little head bob and doing the, the thing. It's a cool game. And to your point, I'm horrible at it, but I, the, the combination of movement and sound and the music and the uh, rhythm game are fantastic. So is it Curse of the Necro Dancer? Is that what it was called? Correct. Crypt of the yep. Necro Dancer. Crypt, Crypt of the Necro Crypt. Dancer. Yes. Versus Mancer Dancer. Yep. Gotta love it. Necro Dancer. Uh, we thought this was going to be like the big thing where it's like, oh, Nintendo's going to do this with all their franchises in like dead silence. So... This is really cool. I, I love it. And the fact that it's free for a week. Yeah. And I think there was a demo back in the day, too. Maybe there still yes, is, but or not. But there it, is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very cool. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cool idea. And, and the music's awesome. So, yeah. Even if you're bad at rhythm games, it's still fun to try. Absolutely. And, yeah, so glad they made that accessible. And we'll get to that topic later. I was shocked when I heard of Cadence of Hyrule. I'm like, wow, Nintendo actually let mm-hmm. another company 
deal with one of their top IPs next to Mario, really. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They gave the K's to the Hyrule Kingdom. Yes. Hey. Hey. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's all I've been playing. <laughs> Just a couple of things. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I love it. I love getting those. Like, I just finished our RE4 remake too, and I'm in the same boat. I have the game Mark is going to talk about, and I'm going to talk about uh, Survivor. And then I have, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. And then following that is uh, more games to play. And I'm like, oh, I just got Cult of the Lamb as well. I'm like, hmm, what am I going to play that? Yeah. Probably when my son's probably stealing the Switch and playing Tears of the Kingdom because I'm too cheap to buy a second Switch. Fair. It is very fair. Yeah. I, I can't wait to hear about Jedi Survivor because that's one of those games where I'm like, I, I want to play, but I'm like, oh, if I start now, I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> it's tough. And, the, and then if you forget where you're at or how to play, it, that's the hard part, It really part, sets right? you back, yeah. 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 So, so Mark, you're going to talk about the same game I've been playing as well. How far are you? We're talking about Jedi Survivor. So just so we don't spoil each other and we don't spoil anybody else that are still getting into this. Sean Nias, who's a huge Star Wars head, he's into it. And it's funny because I'll give you a little funny story. Sean said his son Henry told him he sucks at the game. He's not very good. I'm like, that's kind of rude when you're your kid. And it might be true. But be kind. (laughs) How do you think he got that PS5, kid? It wasn't you. It was your dad. So be kind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just got my cross guard saber. So let's let's. So you've left the you've left Coruscant, correct? Yes. Okay. So I am just leaving Coruscant. So I have not even set okay. foot. I I just crash land on the planet of the next planet. So that's as far as I am at. So okay. hopefully that helps you gauge where I'm. It's I'm very early. I don't know if that's even like an hour and a half into the game. But very early on. So, how would you say? How far would you say then you are? Like four hours, five hours? Yeah, I'm a decent chunk past you. I'm I'm several hours into the game at this point. Um, I've got a tickle in my throat too, so I'm gonna like cough and take a drink, and uh, I'll be right back. Okay, so Jedi Survivor. Uh, it's a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. It's essentially five years after. Uh, Cal Kestis is more mature. He's more orange. He has more beard. Um, <laughs> For a while, a you, can, you can customize him very quickly oh, to be yeah. clean shaven or have a, a beard and that kind of stuff. Like the the customization is is way way deeper than it was last time. Yes, I've seen the mullet and the like handlebar mustache. Handlebar. And it's funny. People said this is the only game where you can find like haircuts in a box. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a Jedi, like, brother. It's yeah, like he's got yeah. a wig collection, right? I found a wig. I found like fake hair that you put on like a disguise. So good. That's awesome. <laughs> 10 out of 10 so right good. there. Yeah. And yeah. Mark loves this game because. I don't think there's anybody who's even more red, more of redhead Jedi than Mark. So you guys are like <laughs> redhead brothers. You're ginger twins. Oh. My wife said that she was watching. I was like, uh, Charlie, Charlie kind of says that, that this is, this is my Jedi. And she's like, he's a little redder than you, but like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm you've like, got more red in your beard than your hair. Yeah. And he's yeah. like one tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giving yeah, unrealistic so images about different. redheads. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a fair it, spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like I was saying, I, I am a few hours ahead of you. Uh, there's a couple of planets that, that I've visited and, and a 
couple of places that I've gone, but, uh, man, I'll, I'll vaguely, because I'll, I'll be getting more into this. I think we're going to do a, like a full retrospective in a little while. Once people have gotten a chance to play it on Holocron mm-hmm. Chronicles and I'll probably dive into it more here, but like early impressions is they've taken everything from the first game and just improved it. There's some fast travel elements. Now the, combat is better the lightsaber combat they've absolutely perfected um they've added a gun for one of the stances and you can have different stances so you can have a single blade dual blades um two lightsabers two blades yeah a lightsaber and a gun or the cross guard saber which is basically like just a giant heavy broadsword which i love so right now i'm bouncing between the cross guard saber and the blade and the gun for like fast quick kind of stuff and then cross guard for like just absolutely batting stormtroopers uh i hit one the other day and both his legs flew off and he went straight down a hallway like the top of his corpse it was phenomenal um yeah i i am also i i should have probably done this earlier but i'm also currently reading the in-between novel that happens and kind of explains how the crew got to where they are. Because when you start this game, like you said, it's, it's five years later and the crew's kind of broken up and you, you don't really know what's going on. And although I've met or re-met some of the crew in my travels, they haven't explained anything yet. They just kind of said, I, you know, it's been hinted like, oh, I didn't think we'd be here. I didn't think the band would break, you know, it's like, it's little hints and, and stuff there. But, uh, but the novel's worthwhile, I think. That's very cool. I mean, and, and to your part, point, Mark, uh, yeah, obviously you're further in, but um, I had to reorient myself to this game because I remember hearing mm-hmm. how difficult this game was, uh, Fallen Order, and I remember like, oh, I don't think it was that bad. And then I get into this game like, holy crap, I actually have to parry. I actually have to think about how I'm going to go after the first boss, which mm-hmm. is essentially a Inquisitor which I don't remember if she was part of the first game or not. She was, yeah. You fought her on uh, at least the big boss battle on Kashyyyk. I th- okay, okay. So with that, and it's, it was interesting because the game does something that I love. It didn't Metroid you. It didn't take away all your abilities. And like, oh, Cal got knocked out and his midichlorians were extracted and you have to get your midichlorians back. They didn't do that crap. I love no. it because they essentially saying you're just – continuing on and it builds upon those abilities and i don't feel like it's a step back and yes while newcomers to this game may feel a little bit overwhelmed it's not too much i feel like you can get into it and people are smart if you appreciate gamers intelligence and how they can adapt they're gonna have a great time and mm-hmm. mark uh, mark one of the first powers you get is like the jedi mind control which is awesome i love it you can like take over a stormtrooper and you can start pe- fighting people for you that is amazing I love it for, for me. And I've, I've heard some people talk about this on like videos and different things. I forgot about that or I will forget about that for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So I'll go into a fight and I'll just be, you know, lightsaber and whatever and be like, Oh shoot. I can like trick control that like flamethrower stormtrooper or the dude with like the Gatling gun. He can mow down the crowd. Like it's okay. Like, or, or the giant beast. Um, yeah, it's 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 so deep. There's there's stuff that you can forget that you can do, but it's 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 awesome. 
Yeah, and, and I'm curious, like the skill set, and you basically, um, it, it, it is Souls-like in regards to, it is difficult, so parrying mm -hmm. you have to do. You can change the difficulty, but when you get to the save points where you can rest, where you can heal yourself, get all your stim packs back, mm -hmm. but it respawns everyone. So just remember that. It will respawn everyone. So it is one of those things where it's feel like you'll have to go back and you'll have to take those guys out. So that's okay. But once again, you get back to your, 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 your health and all those things. It also allows you to do your skill tree. And this is always the, the worst part in the game I hate. I feel like I'm always making the wrong decisions. Like, oh, I'm just going to get health. Or I'm going to get this. Or I like that. Or I'm like, and it is a bit overwhelming. But I think take your time. And then you can also change up your stance. And I thought, why am I doing that? Because there's only two stances. But to Mark's point, you're going to get more stances and you can only choose them when you sit these points. So um, mm -hmm. I think it's really cool how they've done that. Um, and I like the intro, Mark, where if you miss the first game, the way they do it is so cool. It's not just like mm -hmm. previously on. It's a very unique way of storytelling that incorporates it, it encapsulates everything in a very stylistic way. So I wish more games mm -hmm. did that, that it's not three hours of cutscenes. It's just a the heart of the matter in getting there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really great intro and, and kind of recap of the first game. Another thing that they've really perfected is the traversal and the like climbing parkour free running like temple traversal that makes the uncharted series look like a kid in a playground like there's a video that i posted on instagram today that's like this minute long just anxiety trip of like jumping from zip line to zip line to wall run to grapple hook to zip line again to other wall run to bouncing up a wall like it's just insane and then I, I like i cut the video like xbox was like here that's your minute thanks and i had to cut the video but there's after that there's more like wall climbing and jumping and stuff like it's but it feels so good and by the end of one of those long lines or when you figure something out of where to go how do i get up there you feel like this powerful jedi again like where they didn't take away your powers like you feel like yeah i've been a Jedi again. I'm out of hiding. I've been doing this for five years. I know what I'm doing. I'm confident in my powers. I'm confident in my force abilities. Let's go. So I, I just, I love the feeling of playing as Cal and feeling that kind of power, but still, you know, order 66 happened. The Jedi can be defeated. You can still get shot down by a room full of stormtroopers. So like watch yourself, but like also, yeah, you're a madman with a laser sword. So go hunting, you know, <laughs> like you can do both. Yeah, it, it's it's really it's really well done. And they fixed a lot of the things that a lot of people have problems with. The map in the first game was a hot mess. This map is significantly better. You don't have to worry about what level you're at in the map. You can tell exactly where to go. There are it doesn't call out where all the little bits and bobs you want to find are, which are great because exploration of the map, like a Metroidvania, you want to find the little nooks and crannies to get the extra beards and the mustaches and the, you know, toupees that you're going to get throughout <laughs> this game. <laughs> um, and it's, it's really fun. I think they've done a lot with it. Now I will say you are hearing that there's a lot of technical concerns. It's optimization mm -hmm. more, no more than that. The game is great. Everyone said there's some tweaks they have to do. I had a couple crashes. There have been many, many patches. The patches came on today, which, 
I don't right. know if it's good or bad for my system, but it took the, the patch. PC, though, it sounds like that's the, the version you want to wait on because it sounds like the PC version is just an optimization nightmare. Even if you got like the highest uh, level of hardware, it's not great, which and that just seems like more of a PC problem these days. Almost every game that comes out on PC these days, it seems like they're a hot mess. And the reason why? Because there's infinite <laughs> varieties of PCs you can have. You can have an AMD processor. You can have an AMD graphics card. You can have an Intel chip. You can have Intel graphics card or NVIDIA. It's a hot mess. And I would not want to be someone in the optimization or porting team because it seems like there's going to be another NVIDIA graphics update or driver that just totally wrecks your game. So, yeah. yeah. So just, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mentioned before the Xbox stopped my recording. So I'm playing on series X, your PlayStation five. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I as well had one single crash on, on uh, the planet Jeddah and it happened once it kind of booted me back. I had just hit a save point, a meditation point and it booted me back to that. I lost maybe two minutes of progress. It was fine. Mine was funny because it was like I was doing a wall run. I dropped and I was just kept in the air rotating like my I was pedaling and it wouldn't stop and I couldn't figure out how to stop. So I actually had to restart the PlayStation because I'm like, this is the oh, wow. stupidest thing in the world. So I actually had to reboot the PlayStation to do it. So um, and I like those type of things because they're just funny and it wasn't that big of a deal for me. Um, there's obviously games that are worse when they come to like, oh, glitches and snafus. So um, but it's new. I mean, this is game has only been out, you know, what? three or four days. So I'm giving it yeah. grace because oh, yeah. it's still an awesome game. It's not like it's like the game's not good and it doesn't work. It's the game is good and it needs some optimization and they're working on it hard. And I think that's, that's really important to me as a team. You support them. Uh, and I just think it's great. I've Mark and I don't always agree on star Wars, but I think I love playing star Wars games because no matter what the story is, I'm being cool and awesome as a Jedi or someone. And I think that's phenomenal. And I think Star Wars is, is a great property that gets to do that. So, um, and we don't often get that many Star Wars games. So we're going to get more soon, but it's been a while since we had a good Star Wars game. Yeah. Uh, I do understand waiting for this. Uh, if you want to wait for the patches where, yeah. where like, if you're not like, I need to play the Star Wars game like I am or, you know, whatever, like I get waiting because Breath of the Water, you know, uh, Tears of the Kingdom's out very very soon so if you're waiting on that and you don't want to bite off two really <laughs> big heavy deep games there we go uh i i get waiting i understand yeah. that and and absolutely wait for the patches but also remember how breath of the wild was when that was released and i'm hoping tears of the kingdom isn't as buggy but there's a potential with any big game that it's going to be a little bit buggy especially if they're pushing this the amount of stuff that it looks like on tears of the kingdom like the breath of the wild kind of chugged on switch yeah. and tears of the kingdom seems like they're doing way more with the exact same hardware from six seven years ago whenever it came out uh it just my my expectations are like i think it's going to be incredible but i also i like i'm expecting a bit of performance hang up here and there on on tears of the kingdom um so i can overlook them on this and still thoroughly enjoy myself the same way I'm going to in tears of the kingdom. Um, so it's, it's expectations and, and your own time and when you want to play things, but like 
I understand waiting on both really on any big game until patches are out. Cause that's just the state of gaming. Uh, you can always wait. And, and uh, especially with like EA games or anything that's not Nintendo, like there's going to be sales. I went with the deluxe version of this one because I'm stupid and I needed that, that uh, Luke Skywalker outfit. Um, but like, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I get waiting on, on big purchases like this, but it is, if you're, <laughs> if you don't feel like waiting, it's phenomenal. Waiting is the best thing you can do with gaming, but you know what? FOMO is real and spoilers are real. So I totally get it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank God, Mark, this is not on PS4 and Xbox one because it would be oh, yeah. a hot mess. Yeah. Oh my God. Those games, those systems would just explode. Well, we, we were just explaining this to Charlie. Like he was saying, why can't I play this on my PlayStation 4? Because it would sound like a jet engine, Charlie, <laughs> and then it would melt itself. It would it run would at three just... frames per second. Cal would look like yeah. A, yeah. Uh, a red pixel, and it would be <laughs> horrible. Yeah, it would Yeah, it would not, not be good. So um, so that's, that's really the main thing, the new main thing I've been playing. I also uh, finally got my... Uh, RG35XX screen. Uh, so after owning it for two days and the screen Dr. Carabin in the house. Uh, there Whoa. we go. It's starting up again. So I have cool. uh, modified the start screen a little bit. Yes, you did. So you can see, you can see the consoles that are on this thing. Oh, Mark, guess where mine is. Um, where's yours? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it went. It's MIA. How did you lose it? I don't Already. know. I don't know. I came back from Europe and it's MIA. That is mm. terrible. So I, I've, I've put garlic back on uh, this. So th this is not the stock operating system. If you're looking at one of these little Ambernick machines. Um, basically, I just I just love this little thing. I've got like all my Pokemon games and it looks fantastic. And uh, like I said, I have all my, my Street Fighter games and... Um, yeah, the screen's great. The new screen was uh, fairly quick to ship to me, and uh, I can play my Pokemon. Oh, that so, looks amazing! I'm, I'm so so happy. I'm, uh, I'm in a little retro game kind of phase. So this is what I'm playing when I'm not playing uh, Jedi Survivor, and when we're just like watching something on Netflix. We're, we've been rewatching The Office, which I've already seen several times, so I can kind of like pick at Pokemon or whatever game uh, I beat uh, the original Super Mario Brothers on it. Like the first day I, I swapped the screens out and took it apart. It honestly was not that difficult. So if you have one of these or you're thinking about getting one and like swapping out the buttons, cause there's a ton of like buttons that you can get on Etsy that can change it to look whatever you want. Um, even the, like the back triggers and that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Like you can increase the battery super, too, right? And increase the battery. Uh, yeah. Although I've heard uh, of some weird like things with the battery, there was one okay. on the like the garlic, um, the garlic OS download page. There was some someone was talking about like cheap batteries from AliExpress Ooh. or something like that. Could that explode. Working. Yeah, yeah. There's some some stuff going on. So stock battery and it it it's fine for the play sessions that I've been doing. Um, but this thing's awesome, uh, and I just ordered a hard case for it from oh, Amazon. Oh, on the front, me, like ten bucks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Perfect. hard case because I don't want anything to happen to this uh, or the screen or anything. Oh, no, that's so, a beauty. Super happy. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great it's system. Great. Yeah, it's um, 55 bucks on yeah. 
Yeah, it's super Order cheap. Com. It's great. It's a really awesome yeah. system. Supports anything from, I mean, oldest of systems up to PS1. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty selective with the stuff that I have on there. So like what you saw was my game selection, uh, or, or at least my console selection. Um within there so it's 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 kind of curated to what i like and but yeah there's there's so many especially with like the garlic os and even stock they include so much stuff um like for me i just really wanted to have nes super nintendo game boy game boy color game boy advance game gear genesis and a couple of ps1 games like tony hawk uh is is kind of my jam um Aside from that, like I, I was thinking about adding arcade games and a couple of other things, but um, that's it. I have my my eight consoles there and a bunch of games for each, and uh, and I'm happy. So if anyone has one, and you if you're interested in in Garlic OS, Todd and I have both tried that. I can help with the install. And if you're looking for if you're thinking about getting one and looking for like where to find games and that kind of stuff, I may or may not know. Send me a private message. We'll help you out. Yeah, we may make a private channel within their Discord to talk about that too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Perfect. The only other gaming-related thing I have before I let you talk about things is my new tattoo <gasps> since you guys were talking about Zelda. <gasps> Good I got my job, sir. Tattoo. You're kind of addicted. That is an am- – I love the color. That's that's amazing. Yeah. There's some better pictures on my Instagram. I literally just took the Saniderm off today. Ah. And uh, I'm I'm super happy with how it turned out. The colors are absolutely popping, and uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm just super happy. It just it came together really quickly. I wasn't really planning on a Zelda tattoo, and I started talking to the artist just as like a hey. Over the next couple of months, I'm thinking about this, and he's like, I have a cancellation tonight at six. This was last Wednesday. I was like, I don't know if I can make that work. And I messaged him back like five minutes later, and I was like, Yeah, screw it, let's make it work. And uh, anyway, so a couple hours later, I was I was in a chair getting needles stuck in my arm. And Mark, you take my advice on a back tattoo. <laughs> no, no tramp stamp we for you, my friend. One, uh, we t- started talking about other stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to get a Goonies tattoo in the fall, so let's do that." So we started like mapping out where that's going to go and how it's going to look. And uh, and I yeah, hope it's so sloth I'm, I'm on your back. I can, I can show too. you the idea. So I, I, I drew up an idea when I got home and, and sent it to the artist. Um, it's kind of right here. So it's going to be one-eyed Willie. And oh, the nice. oh that makes sense. Pirates and Mark right, go hand right to hand. My Nidoran tattoo. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So it'll have like a, all my nerdy favorite things on my I love arm. it. And I have um, a, a silent princess tattoo on my back shoulder, but I still want more one more Zelda th- theme thing. I'm not sure. I might wait because my mom's side of the family, we're a bunch of nerds. Like one of my cousins is a game developer. We're all like, we should have a family... Oh. Re, like a family tattoo are like all of our cousins and each one can you have to merge together to put it together to make an image and, and we were thinking like <laughs> we need to pick a franchise or something and we'll each get like a tattoo of like a character or part of a game and i'm like mm-hmm. wow pretty nice. cool i see cool i uh even even settling on the wind waker link was was like a last minute kind of thing because i was going back like i kind of knew i wanted a zelda tattoo but I was like leaning towards like the master sword or something else. And then I saw this in Hyrule Historia and I was like, 
I think that's the one. It kind of like I like the cartoony look, and the artist that I go to was like, I'm really digging that style, like the kind of sketchy kind of lines on it. I was like, Yeah, let's. This is coming together. Let's let's go. And then it was just him at first, and then like literally, like the night before I started messaging him, I kind of started thinking uh, like, maybe I'll put a Triforce behind it. And I was playing around with a couple of designs and stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's really going to look cool. So I'm glad it came together and came together very, very quickly. So, uh, so there we go. But uh, Instagram, if you're looking for better like pictures it. and I can post them up in discord as well. I love tattoo pics. Very, very cool. Very cool. So it's been really interesting hearing about everybody talking about what they've been playing in games because I really had good intentions of just playing some really fun games. I finished RE4 Remake, so I'm like, to your point, Stephanie, like, what are you going to do now? And it's like, okay, well, I got uh, Jedi Survivor through Gamefly, but it was a couple days late, so I had to wait. So what am I going to do? I'm like, okay, well, Game, you know, Game Pass has some games coming. I'm like, I'm going to try those. So the game I tried was the last case of Benedict Fox. So if you're familiar with this game, I believe it was at the last Xbox showcase. And this game looked really cool, had a really unique art style, a Metroidvania type game, but it was pretty much really silent after that. And so, but it was for me, I'm a big visual hound. I'm like, I love a unique art style. And it looked like it was uh, like a Metroidvania, but it with this like um, almost like a Cthulhu um, HP Lovecraft type of vibe. I'm like, I'm in. I love their um, really um, courageous attempt to go after a a feel, but I felt like it really missed. Um, The game was eerily silent and not in a way like feels good. It felt like it should have had some type of music in the background. It took me out of it. It felt like, oh, I'm hearing like sound effects and things like that. There is like things you can interact with the environment like you can turn on a radio, but that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for like, a, if you're familiar with like Luigi's Mansion, the music kind of helps you along and sets the mood. This game had none of it. And then, uh, I mean, it's essentially you're investigating the death of the person that is actually your father that you never knew you had. You're essentially an orphan, like you're almost like a detective uh, searching out a mystery at this mansion it turns into like this, like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft styled Metroidvania. Uh, it's very puzzle heavy. Like you have to explore rooms to find it. But then there is combat. You essentially have a, a knife and a gun, and um, and you do go back. There's like a map. You can then fast travel between points. There's limited life. Uh, the, fa- the fast travel points and the save points are kind of far enough apart that doesn't help with the difficulty of the game, which I feel like it's kind of difficult um, comparatively. So it can be like, I didn't accomplish anything. Now I got to go back and I got to fight the same guys over again. So for a lot of people that might be a draw, but for me, it was definitely felt like I'm not actually enjoying the combat. And now I got to do this again. I don't think the combat is really good. Um, I think it's actually very limited comparative when you have to like fight a boss. So rarely in the game, you fight like this, like piranha like fish boss that's on this level and it's got like tentacles that are shooting at you. And there's a point where you have to get to it, but I didn't feel like there was a really good enough, like traversal mechanics or fighting mechanics or health to really mitigate going and, and, and having much success. 
So it wasn't one of those games where I felt like, oh, I'm challenged. I'm going to go back in like Jedi Survivor. This felt like a game where it's like it, it felt like it was trying to be hard for a reason. And I and if I ever went back to it, I don't know if there was a difficulty setting, but I think this would be where I would do it with the story mode where it was really like, I don't care if I'm really doing great in the combat because there's very little combat in this game. And it's a lot of puzzles. Like I have to find like a key to get here or I have to get this. Uh, I have to solve a puzzle later on. And it just felt like it was trying to do a lot of things. And I don't know if it truly knows what it was. And the bad part about this game was nobody's really reviewed this game because it came out on game pass but there were apparently no codes given to reviewers. So this is huh. essentially Game Pass becomes a way to demo a game, which is great. But there's if people are buying this game on PC or maybe on Xbox without Game Pass, I don't think it did anybody a, a service. Um, and it's been very silent in how it's communicated. So um, I'd have to say this is a game. Try it to see what you think. If you've got game pass, I don't know if it's worth 15 or 20 bucks or 25. I don't know how much it's being sold for, but it definitely feels like something where um, maybe it's a better game eventually. But as of right now, it's a huge disappointment for me because I was looking so forward to it. The voice Mm -hmm. acting isn't good. This, this voice that carries with you, which is like a deep, dark spirit that's with you. Not very good. Uh, the writing is not very good. So I'm like, I'm just trying to find out what's the really thing that I want to take away from. Other people may enjoy it. And I've heard this game is also, I think Court Lalan, a few others, or maybe it was Court. I don't know. I can't remember other people. It's also killing saves. Like I was this far and it totally destroyed my progress. Yeah. So I'm like, this game needs a win. And maybe it was half baked. Maybe, maybe it's not fully formed. And it's an indie game. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, and the developer is, um, plot twist it's published by rogue games um i'm trying to see if plot twist has done any other games um they did um under depths of fear unicorns on unicycles um i guess arcanum dust and neon super mega zero a lot of games i haven't heard of so i can't really tell you like their crack record how it is or not but it's a game that's on game pass so once again if you own it just try it out. And if you don't, delete it. So that's why I'm kind of glad I have Game Pass because it really allows me to try games without feeling like I'm, I'm yeah. putting like, and I'm making, I'm having to choose where my dollars go. So. Yeah. I'm yeah. big on sound. Like even if it's not a soundtrack, yeah. but ambient music, like it's got, yeah. especially with this, the, the genre, so to speak of the game, um, you would need something to help with the immersion there. It was so weird because I had it on with my wife and she's like, oh, are you playing a game? Because all I'm hearing like whacking noises and some voices. And I'm like, because my wife likes like dark fantasy. She likes those type of uh, those type of experiences like that. And um, to your point, I mean, you want to build a mood in these games. You want to feel like you're in this like impending doom or, or, or something. But yeah, I mean, think of like take a game and remove the soundtrack. Right. And it's like it has a different feel. So I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it was a budgetary it's, constraint. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a revert, like a, a form of like uncanny Valley. Like you yeah. want in a horror game, like you want to create a, a creepy vibe and sometimes getting rid of the music or making it minimal mm-hmm. can add to that. But if you push it too far and you're completely void of most sound aside from like a couple of, like you said, wax here and there, or like, whatever like 
you start to notice the things that are missing. Like, okay, why is there no footprints? Why is this making a sound, but this isn't making a sound? That's that's your brain starts to pick it apart and completely takes you out of that experience where they could have maybe put a subtle soundtrack in to cover the fact that like, yeah, that fan's not making a sound or this isn't making a noise or your footprints, your footsteps aren't making or whatever. Like there's some missing stuff here and there, but like a little soundtrack can cover that where I think, you know, again, that's Luigi's mansion. Like there's, there might not be ambient sounds for every little thing that's going on in the mansion, but the soundtrack is so engaging that you're like, Oh yeah, this is awesome. It's going to wit. It's going with my footsteps. Then you don't need the actual footstep kind of sound soundtrack. So it, it, it is almost like that uncanny Valley of like, this should be creepy. I understand that they're going for creepy, but it's just dumb. Like it's taking me right out. So that's, that's disappointing to hear because it sounds like they were kind of close. Kind of close. Maybe if they had said, let's not do voice acting. We're going to take that money and put it into like uh, a composer and does something with it. Maybe they couldn't. Yeah. I, maybe it was a budgetary issue. I don't know. Uh, but it's on Game Pass. So I've heard good things about that they pay well. Um, so I'm not sure. But I mean, just coming off of RE4 remake and the way the sound totally freaks you out and drives mm-hmm. the experience, this felt a little tone deaf. And just like Mark with Star Wars, you take music out of Star Wars, it's not really Star Wars then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Um, on something a little less serious, and you can definitely play this on Game Pass, I think. I'm not sure where this game is actually. I got this game from, but Blink's the Time Cat. This is an OG Xbox original um, yeah. made by Artoon. Uh, you know, it's kind of a joke. And I'm like, you know what? I never played Blinks the Time Cat when I owned the original Xbox. So I'm like, you know, what's this game all about? Is it any good? It looked kind of cute, looked kind of neat. And so like your brain creates an image of something. And then when you actually play it, actually tells you you've been, your brain's a a fraud. It's not telling you (laughs) what really is happening. This game, my wife thought it was cute and adorable and funny. And I'm like, this game is hard to look at. (laughs) <laughs> it's full of nonsense. It's very Japanese and it makes no sense. The controls are awful and I had no clue what my goal was. I really didn't. And Blink's a time cat. He is a cat that is sucking up things that he can shoot people with, with his little time vacuum. He can change. He can rewind time like Corey can with his superpower uh, power up. But um, I'm sure Corey can use it better than this. I mean, like the, the, the landscape is deforming and you're supposed to put it back together. It's really clunky. And it was definitely more Japanese than I remember it being. And it was crazy. And I'm not sure what any of these people have gone on to this developer cartoon. I'm not sure if they're still around, but this definitely feels like a game that was just Xbox was just trying things, which I appreciate. I'm like, this is on Xbox and it's like, holy cow, it's a Japanese game on Xbox. Pretty, pretty cool. But wow, I just struggled to play it. And it's a 20 year old game. So you know what? I don't know if it was great at the time. I'd, I'd have to look back at what its reviews were how it was received. But I think when it, you mentioned Blinks the Time Cat, I don't know many people that say off the top of head, oh, that's a classic. Downloading now, by the way. Oh, I good, good. Please <laughs> do. Everybody, play Blinks Time Cat. Tell me I'm wrong. 
Um, but it, it is it is definitely a unique visual experience. Um, and if you like cats, this game is full of them, and they speak Japanese. <sighs> Even just the screenshots on the Game Pass app just look absolutely insane. I love this. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't so know. Crazy. I mean, and you think about it, we'll talk about, you know, series. And I think there was even a sequel to Blinks. Maybe there was. I, I maybe I don't know how I would find that out, except for maybe searching on the Internet. But I might find like weird fanfic art and things like that. So um, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So if, if there is a sequel, it's better. Let us know, folks, because I would be There's curious. So much going to experience on in it. this UI. Oh my it's God. like I said, it's a lot. It was a lot of game and I didn't know what to do. Japanese game show fever dream. Look at that. Whoa. There's so many collectibles. I'm like, so why am I even getting much. these collectibles? Nobody knows. Holy crap. I can't the enemies you're fighting are like blobs. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to shoot them. I can't shoot them. So it's a mishmash of like uh, a fever dream and somebody's favorite game of all time. There's a blink super fan. There's got to be a blink super fan. Oh yeah, for sure. Stephanie, I don't want to yuck your yum. Are you a Blink super fan? <laughs> no, I okay. am not. I've never played it, so all good. I love cats, but I don't know if I love cats enough to play this game. Oh, I love cats too. I have two. And if they start carrying around vacuums and setting time, maybe I'll have a little bit more engagement in this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. That is what we've been playing, folks. But now it's time for the bonus round. This is going to be an interesting discussion because... There's a lot of sequels. You know, Jedi uh, Survivor is a sequel to a great game. We've got Tears of the Kingdom, a sequel to a great game. There's many been, been many great sequels like Titanfall 2 to Titanfall, uh, Street Fighter 1 to Street Fighter 2. We've talked about them. And it's really the discussion on with sequels and series is too much of a good thing or is it not enough? Meaning, uh, do you want a series to maintain what it started off as and not venture forth or come back to where it was? Or do you want the series to take more chances? Is it getting too like stayed? Is it not doing enough? Um, so that's the question to everybody on this panel. So with the series and, and this is not meant to be a, you know, 30 minute, 45 minute discussion. It's really, you know, what's a series you wish that would return to its roots. And then what's a series that you wish would move forward and take more chances. So if you've got an example and why, that would be perfect. So who would like to go first? Stephanie, do you have a couple uh, geared up? Because um, I, I, I do, if you, if you need to think. Well, I'd like to hear, I, I would like to hear what you say first, because I'm like still trying to pick. I have a couple of vague ideas. So okay. yeah, go right ahead. All right. So to start off, a series that I wish would return to its roots um, maybe not it's like root roots, but I think we could take a step back with the Assassin's Creed series. I love yeah. that series so much, but the last few games have added so much stuff to it that like you just can't finish it. It's It feels bloated, right? It feels so bloated. And I think you could take a step back to like my favorite in the series, like uh, Black Flag or that kind of era where they added a few things. They added like sailing and this and that, but like it still kind of felt like it it was rooted in that same Assassin's Creed style that was like, uh, you know, taking those steps from Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 and, and, and what that th those games perfected. 
And I think, you know, they, they, they went heavy into RPG. They just, like you said, it, it feels bloated. So I think taking a step back and I think they're starting to lean in that direction. It, it, the, the next games that are coming, I think they've talked about that, that they're going to dial it back a little bit. So we'll see. Um, but I, I hope they do. I, I, I really want to. And I saw today that they're releasing like an anime kind of thing with Edward. So I'm very much looking forward to, to getting back anything in the world of Black Flag. So Assassin's Creed was on my mind today. So that's that's why that one's oh. uh, jumping right out at me. Um, I'm glad you said that because, and sorry to cut you off. Because yeah, no, no, go ahead. That's the, that's the one I was debating to, to bring up for that answer because I don't want to knock open world games because like, People really dump on uh, linear gameplay now, which I'm mm-hmm. like, linear gameplay isn't necessarily bad either. No. But it's it just, for me, got so bloated. I'm actually excited to, I think it's Mirage is the next one yeah. where they say they're, they're going to make it. Now, they didn't really say what exactly they're making it, uh, bring it back to their roots. We're just on mm-hmm. the trust that they're doing so. We don't know what, but that's kind of where I kind of was teetering interest on the assassin's creed franchise i'm like well maybe it's just well dead to me is a bit strong but like the franchise is dying out for me but mm-hmm. nope this just per- perked my ears back up and i'm looking forward to it yeah absolutely yeah i can't wait to see what they do with with the next couple of things like is that this year decided. i feel like that's this year because you can i, I, I don't know does valhalla have more another like expansion that's 85 hours in it or are we gonna get like is mirage coming this year I thought Mirage was next year and they were taking a year off. Okay. That they're going to finish up Possibly. Valhalla and then move on. But I, I could oh, be wrong. So, so the developers can't even finish it? How do, how do the players have a, have a chance? <laughs> finish up the DLC and all that kind of stuff, I guess. Uh, I could be wrong. It could surprise drop, but I, something tells me it's next year um, instead. Anyway, a uh, series that I wish would move forward and take more chances Man, I can't believe I'm going to say this one because I love this series, but the third one felt samey to me. And I wish they just kind of maybe kept two as more of a live service type thing. And that's Splatoon. Mm. Uh, I I understand why three was different I in a way, but being such a fan of Fortnite and seeing how they can kind of keep iterating on the same skeleton or updating that skeleton and, and kind of evolving the game from a base game. I so far haven't, I I haven't felt like, like Splatoon three really pushed that enough to be like, yeah, we definitely need it. Like a brand new skew for this. Like this could not have been Splatoon two. Like, I don't know. I I feel a lot like it, it could have been in in a lot of ways so far maybe the dlc will will knock my socks off when the second part of it comes out but this first one just added like basically a reskin on the lobby system and it's not like you can even hang out with your friends there like if they added some sort of social hub to it or something uh so far again i love the series but i i just kind of feel like make it worthwhile to to put a number another numbered release out uh or or leave leave splatoon 3 where it is and 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 take that world and give me an action game give me a platformer give me something else that builds on the lore and builds in that world but is not necessarily just like that little 
a multiplayer online shooter. Give me something that, that kind of builds up yeah. the world. Cause there's a lot of lore if you dig into it and it's an interesting world and it's a colorful, amazing world to, to be in. But I think as it is, I, I, you know, Splatoon four, I don't know if they're going to mix it up enough. I think they need something else in there to really, mm-hmm. really make it matter. Yeah, it's it's interesting what they've done with Splatoon because I think of like Mario Kart 8 has been around since like 2013 and we've had how many different Splatoons since then and it's like should Splatoon Three. like the multiplayer should and it just be like a live service game it's like it's a platform yeah. because you have those things because the single player is great but I, I always viewed the like the multiplayer parses it it's it's iterative it's not like revolutionary and I'm like mm-hmm. did they really need to create a new game on it versus like a Mario Kart a Smash Brothers it seems like this is all you're getting for a generation. It seems like with Splatoon, um, I don't, to your point, I don't know if there was enough there. And I kind of didn't even, I played a little bit of Splatoon 3. I'm like, eh, it's more Splatoon. Um, And it seems like it's very quiet. It was in the, you know, the zeitgeist for so long. Right now it feels like, yeah, Splatoon's around, but it's not like, I would say it's kind of stayed. It's kind of like, it's more of the same. So yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, this is coming from someone who ran a short-lived yeah. Splatoon podcast with Bobby and a friend of mine. Like, if there's a Splatoon fan, it's me. You know, like th- this is that I I loved the first game so much that we we needed to talk about it uh, on a, in a in a podcast form. Like, why? And and the second one too, I, I I understood that that gap, especially going from from the Wii U to Switch. Like you you understand that, but three just it was, um, yeah, like you said, it's just kind of like yeah, okay. Even Splatoon fans are just like yeah, all right, cool. Like talk to like cheesy or myself if we're both kind of met on mm-hmm. it. Like yeah, what? Okay, it's tough. It's tough. I know it's yeah. not a, a completely new game, but I, of the two DLC that Splatoon 3 are going to have, I'm really interested in the latter. Um, yeah. I don't know anything about it, um, but it seems to hold promise on, I, I don't know if it'll be the singer, single player mode type thing with exploring. I, I don't know, but I'm hoping that's the direction it'll take. And that was the DLC for the second one, right? Like we had that, like the agent DLC or whatever that you could do kind of that story mode, um, which took the same kind of mechanics as the multiplayer mode, but, but fleshed out a bit of a story. And, and that's great. That's, that's really cool. Um, and I, I'd love to see more of that. And hopefully I'm, I'm right with you. Like, I hope that DLC delivers. I'm hoping that's what I'm looking for. And maybe that is them taking more chances and I get exactly what I want. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, Nintendo's in an interesting space because we know a new Switch is coming and I don't know if we want to Splatoon 4 right away uh, considering, you know, three years between Splatoons and if fans aren't happy where Splatoon 3 is right now and you've got DLC that's like, what are we going to get? Um, I'm hoping they take their time and care with that franchise because it's a big deal. It's it's their biggest IP, God, I mean, in 10 years. So, yeah. 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 Um, so for me, uh, a series that I wish it would return to its roots, it's Castlevania. Castlevania is dead on arrival right now. I mean, it's it's a it's an IP that Konami, I don't even, I mean, we hear that there's might think something might be happening, but the last time they tried to do Castlevania, they tried to do God of War. They tried to do a weird, uh, the team that did the Metroid Dread actually made a D- 3DS game of Castlevania. It just didn't work. 
and so many people love Symphony of the Night, and I do. That um, and it just feels like Castlevania. I think of Metroidvania and all that. Castlevania has pretty much allowed other people to take up that space, and I would really love to see someone come in with care and really bring in a new Castlevania, whether it's sprite based, um, you know, really beautiful art style um, that's you know hand drawn. I think would be amazing. Um, I, I think they they really could do some great things. I mean, they could take the Capcom route, which is basically remake their games, like Castlevania remake. Yeah. That would be amazing. Castlevania 64. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they've tried some crazy things, and it's just never recaptured the glory. Yeah. And I, I think that's where they need to come back and go back to basics, understand what worked, and give it to life, like WayForward, I think could be the best developer to do this with with konami's blessing but let them have the reins of the franchise because there are so many people that grew up with those franchises and developers that want to make it work the netflix series for castlevania is amazing there is something still there that people want let's make it happen vampire survivors is like the hottest game in the world. There's going to be an animated series of that in Castlevania or, you know, Konami and Castlevania could have been part of that. And somebody's aping and taking their cash. So mm-hmm. Konami, let's get back to basis with Castlevania. Please, please, please. My wife got so tired of me putting a vampire killer on my uh, alarm because that's one of the best songs of all time. Vampire killer. Take it to the bank. What games are in the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. Uh, which one? <laughs> which one, Mark? There's a billion of them. There's the oh, okay, G- okay. there's so there's the Advanced Collection, which is all of the advanced games, which is are oh, okay. no, that's what I was that's what I was because that's, that's Castlevania Collection. That's a weird one because it's like it has like Dracula Junior. It has all of like the NES and the GB GB games. Okay, but it doesn't have any of the Game Boy Advance games. The their Advanced Collections fantastic you know, on this thing. You can yeah. see like the blue games mean they're my favorite. Like Circle of the Moon, uh, those games, those yeah. TBA games are right yeah. there. Like they yeah. are so those are on the games. advanced collection, which I own on Switch. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I got the limited run uh, anniversary collection. So it's got the first three Castlevanias and Bloodlines and Bloodlines oh, is a good okay. game. Okay. It's a good game. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good Kid game. Dracula? I never played Kid Dracula is so weird and makes no sense. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, definitely between those two, you could own all the really good ones except for Symphony of Night. And it's on PlayStation. I think it's on Xbox as well, but not on Nintendo systems to this day. It's very weird. Oh, well. Uh, so then it gets us the point we get to what is a series that you would wish would move forward and take more chances? So, Mark, um, I don't know if you already answered that with, with Splatoon because you kind of wanted it to take more chances and do things. So with Stephanie, yeah. with you then, uh, what's your choice for a series you'd like to see move forward? Um, I, I'll get, you know, my knee-jerk reactions tend to be with Nintendo games um, because Nintendo, although brilliant, they know how to nail a formula and they they're very stubborn or to to kind of change things up i mean eventually they will like look i was good my answer would have been zelda for example Mm. um but then we've had the hyrule warriors um cadence of hyrule and then the whole breath of all tears of the kingdom so maybe back in the day my answer would have been the zelda series like 
come on, take some more risks, try something different. If mm. anything, now I'm like, go back, go back exactly. to your roots. <laughs> um, it's, it's usually oscillating for me, right? So in the Nintendo realm, I know this is going to sound cliche, but I almost kind of want to say Mario that why don't we bring back a good old school 2D Mario or any like yes. 2D side scroll? You know what I'm saying? So it's not like a criticism. Mm. Like we do need a 3D Mario. Like that's just kind of their thing and they yeah. do it well. But maybe in between, give us just a nice, wonderfully done, they know how to do it, 2D side scrolling Mario. Like just a simple thing I think would just be fantastic. A yeah. dream come true. But not um, the new Super Mario Brothers. Like, do something different than that, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because they then, they they beat that horse to death with the new Super. It's like new Super Mario. Yeah. It's with more coins. Yay! Yeah. Kind of boring. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, no. 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 Still have like yeah. a creative different premise, but uh, um, going back to the roots, meaning like it's a two D side scrolling platform, like just that the mm. bare bones. What about a new art style? Because Kirby, I feel like Kirby does like these crazy like yarn and it's clay and it's thing. And Mario feels like so staid in its art style. Like I think they need to take a step forward and do something like animated or like clay or something like that. It would be cool to see Mario like take some chances, go back to basics, but like give us a new art style with Mario. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty, you know, like when I saw pa Paper Mario series, I thought yeah. that was an interesting. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mario so turning like into Nintendo an airplane. Yeah, that's my Nintendo answer. But I think like a honorable mention is, uh, and again, this is not like criticism, like the games are bad, but Uncharted, I mm. uh, would like them to, I don't know how they would kind of change it up because it's meant to be like a an action adventure game. But I don't know. I just feel like maybe just freshen it up a bit. I don't know. Like, look at, I know we're hopping genres here, but stay with me. Like Resident Evil at first used to be so like such a stale concept to me, but I've noticed like every three or so games, they kind of really just change things around. And finally, when they came out with seven, even though I'm too scared to play seven, but I know the history behind it, like they've changed it up and it really breathed fresh life into the franchise. So hopping back to Uncharted, great series, they don't need a complete overhaul, but maybe just breathe a little fresh, fresh air into them. I don't know. That's just my honorable mm. mention. Lost Legacy was a great because yeah. it, it brought in new protagonists, which was great, but it was still in that same mode. I mean, to your point, like, how do you bring that you know franchise yeah. to new yeah, life? That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't even know if new protagonists necessarily would change up enough. I think it's a step in the right direction. Like, like sure. yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to, yeah. Nate's daughter, yeah, right? She's the next generation, that. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking even about a shift in the, shift in the tone. I, I don't know. I'd have to think real hard because, like I said, you know, I'm not a game developer, so I'm definitely not going to claim that I know any better. But I'm just mm -hmm. saying, you know, if they want to keep keep that going, you know, we just maybe do, do something a little different. Yeah, it's interesting oh. with Resident Evil because they're going to run out of games to remake eventually <laughs> and they've been doing the first person so i'm like where are they gonna go when they gotta need to go next are they gonna keep going first person are they gonna go back and like resident evil 9 could be like in the re4 mode which would be kind of cool but it would be going back to basics but also a new game in that series so um that would be interesting mm -hmm. um for me it's far cry i mean <gasps> yes oh gosh i mean i like far cry but i I struggled to get into Far Cry 6. 
I really did because I felt like I've done this rodeo before with three and four and five, which I really enjoyed. I loved all the weird things they do with like their 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 the DLC they did with it, the old one with like prehistoric times. They've done a bunch of different things, and I felt like that that it, it feels like people are just they love the idea of it, but it just seems like at this point we're kind of tired of doing the same things, um, and. I don't know what they do next because the first two games in the Far Cry series were a little bit different and they reiterated and people really loved where they went. So I don't know how you do it, but Mm. they need to probably change that franchise up. I think they are out of ideas. People are tired of it. They play that style of game of get get the uh, outpost, uh, see the outside. I mean, even Assassin's Creed got there. It's like it's it, it feels like all the Ubisoft games felt the same. Um, and I feel like even Ubisoft, I would say Ubisoft as a whole company mm-hmm. is in a rough spot right now. They've got to figure out what's next because they took the idea of that and applied it to every franchise. At this point, it's like, so they're pulling back with Assassin's Creed. What are they going to do with Far Cry? So um, I 100% agree. That was kind of on, on my list as well because I got Far Cry 6 because, I don't know, I just, I love the the antagonist. Yeah. I don't know why. And I'm like, ooh, you know, this is a different Gideon, place. Gideon, Gus Fring. He's, he's yeah. the man. Yeah, he's awesome. Then, unfortunately, after a couple hours, I'm like, oh, it's the same thing, just different place okay <laughs> yeah i mean you can only bring in like the little i mean i loved like their their companions the uh what was it the uh chorizo the little dachshund chorizo. companion yeah. the shooting of records i mean it's great and it's wacky but it feels like a laundry list of things i gotta complete to get here and then oh, eventually you'll get a good gun you do this it's like oh boy and there's probably gonna be like a weird drug inspired event where it's like oh there's another boss i have to take down yeah yeah rinse dry repeat is a little bit tired uh yeah, good pick and then lastly gears of war i know this is going to be sound horrible but mm. we're on gears of war like what seven and they've iterated but that cover shooter they've got to do something new soon um, they brought in the next generation, which means we're just continuing on more stories. They made it a little bit more open world, but it's still essentially gears with the same kind of story. And it feels like if you're going to keep this franchise alive for the next 20 years, it's got to lead a little bit different. Um, it's it's successful and people love it with the new developers brought in and it's maintained its quality for sure. But I've kind of gotten tired with the same weapons and I've kind of got tired with the same enemies and Mm -hmm. the same thing and the music coming down. And, and, and it just feels like that series has to change or it's going to feel like it's declining rather than driving. I mean, the, 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 especially as these take, you know, five to six years to make a new franchise. I don't think a lot of younger fans or a lot of younger audience are into the series as much as like the heritage folks. Xbox doesn't need more 30 to 50 year olds playing their games. They need 18, 15, 12 year old playing their games. And I don't think gears getting them in the door as it is now. So I don't know how you do that, but um, I think gears is ripe for a reinvention. And I hope they do because that game made me go crazy on Xbox 360, the couch co-op, all that stuff. So I think gears needs something because it can't keep iterating in the same franchise for the next eight, nine, 12, whatever it's on. Cause I think we're at gear six and that's hard to do when you're at six. I wasn't sure if I agreed with you on that one until you said the weapon thing. 
And then I was like, even when they introduce new weapons, I just go back to the Lancer. And that's not a good thing. Like the new weapon should be like, what's the Lancer? I forgot about that. This new weapon is awesome. Yeah. But I always, I'm like, who wants this thing? Give me the chainsaw gun. Go away. Like, why Why would I ever use anything else? And until they solve that problem, yeah, I think, yeah, you're, you're at least onto something there that they need. Like, your new stuff should be better in theory than, than some of your old stuff, or at least make you that excited again to be like, yeah, what do you mean you attach like this crazy thing to a gun? Like, yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, I get what you mean. What gardening implement can we put on a gun next, Mark? That's all we want to know. That's it. Exactly. Well, very, very good. Uh, dear listeners, please let us know what you think about our takes and what franchises you think that need to come back to the fold or go forward and find new pastures to get, uh, you know, to have their seeds sown and make great new games in the future. So thank you for listening to the show. Um, But with that, Stephanie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Tell people how they can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really had a lot of fun. It's always a you know a pleasure. So thank you. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram, but usually more gaming and writing related stuff is on Twitter at Klimov K L I M O V underscore author. Um, you'll see that I repost articles from bossrush.net, which I am a contributor to. And you can also find me on the Boss Rush podcast. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Um, and we would you back on, I was going to say, you're always welcome to come back hey. if you have something awesome to talk Absolutely. about. And obviously, keep, up, keep us up to speed on all of the things you're doing. Sounds good. Deal. Excellent. Mark, tell people where yeah. they can reach out to you. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the underscore Canardian or hanging out in our Discord. Pretty Excellent. Simple. Excellent. Well, for myself, T-Oxtra for all things that Todd's up to, but really the important part is all things Secret Friends Unite at Secret Friends U for Twitter, patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite for our Patreons, Discord, join our group, go to YouTube, give our, uh, you know, subscribe, give us a rating and our podcast. Please leave us a review. We'd appreciate it. So with that, Stephanie, Mark, thank you so much. And remember, folks, as always, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.